Hello and good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, I started this podcast back in February and I was so eager to do it, but I wasn't in a good space to do this. So now that it's August and life has changed for a lot of us drastically, I know that I know that I know that I am um, in a better place to drop wisdom and give advice to others and to talk about things because if I would have did this in February I definitely would have been talking out of bitterness and anger and so now it's just like I'm at peace with a lot of things that have happened and yeah it feels good to be in a good space and today's topic um, is something that hit very hard in my life in April and it was the passing of my mother on April 2nd. Um, it's still hard to talk about, but I realized the more I talk about it, the more healing I can receive in that. So, um, yeah. So for everyone who didn't know, April 2nd, my mother passed away and it was 8 30 in the morning when um my daughter she went to go get her and um I heard the baby in the room she was saying ma 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 you know trying to get my mom up so she thinks she sleeps so I go in there and say you know come on Riley let's leave grandma let her sleep you know she's tired and then um I looked at my mom and she looked different and I realized she she was like swollen so she had um, passed away in her sleep and I noticed how swollen she was and I was like that doesn't look right and so then I tried to shake her and she wasn't responding and my mom she's a heavy sleeper so I'm shaking my mother and I realized like she's not responding and then um, I looked at her face and I touched her arm and I could tell that she was gone. <sighs> Deep breath, right? And um, this is still hard, guys. But this is coming from the heart. Um, so I'm shaking my mom. I know she's gone. She's cold. And I saw that her arm fell, and I could see that the rigor mortis, like not rigor mortis, but like she was stiff in the face because her handprint was in her face. So she was laying in that position for a while. And my heart was telling me she's gone. But my mind was still stuck on, no, this isn't happening. She's just asleep. She's going to wake up. I couldn't accept it. I could not say those words. My mother is dead. So I called. My dad said, Dad, Mom is not responding. And he ran upstairs. I just remember the look on his face. I remember what time it was. It was 8.32. He touched her. He checked her pulse. There was no pulse. He said, calm down, go downstairs, call 911. And 
I don't remember walking down the steps, but I got down there. And I called 911, and they asked me those questions. Is she alive? I don't know. Is she breathing? I don't know. Is she passed away? I don't know. Knowing that she is gone, and there was nothing I could do to help so by 8.45 the first officer came to the house and then the ambulance I can't say that word y'all so y'all can laugh at me the ambulance came and I remember a lady named Lori came she was talking to me and the other paramedic came and he stayed upstairs and they tried to resuscitate my mom, but it was already too late. And I heard my dad scream and he came downstairs and he hugged me. We weren't an affectionate family, to be honest. Um, we did not hug. We didn't say, I love you. You know, there was no like physical touch, you know, hugs and handshakes and all that stuff. But my dad put his arm around me and he laid his head um, on my head. He said, we're going to be all right. And she's gone. And I then had to call my sisters. There's four of us. And I text, I called each one of them. They didn't answer, but we have a group text. And I texted. I said, something's wrong with mom. Get over here now. They came and um, one of my sisters lives in Savannah, Georgia, and so I had to call her, and she thought I was joking. She was like, you're joking. Quit playing with me. And I was like, no, Shay, I'm serious. Mom is gone. And then I had to call her siblings, and all the while, she's still upstairs. I had to call her siblings. I called her oldest sister first. Well, not her oldest sister. Um after her will be the older sister they're actually born the same year Irish twins and I called her and she said what and she just immediately said I gotta call you back and then I had to call her baby sister I gotta call you back and then people started to arrive at the house what's going on and asking a lot of questions and all the while I just forgot where I was this sense of grief was so strong on me that it, I was just unresponsive to anyone. I didn't have any answers. I didn't have any emotions at all. I just knew that my mom was gone and that this will become my new reality. Since that day, um, I have had the worst anxiety attacks ever in my life um and when you think of anxiety people think like oh you just you just focus just you know just take your mind off of it it's more than that it's like a deep feeling um an uneasy feeling that sometimes it's hard to shake and when I feel my anxiety attacks coming on it's hard for me to shake um I immediately go into you know, saying some words, um, and one of them is joy. I just say joy, 
Joy belongs to me. Joy is free. Joy belongs to me. Because I don't want to go back into that dark place that anxiety takes me to. One night, I was on the phone with my friend. And I told him, I was like, I'm I'm having an anxiety attack. This isn't right. And also at the same time, you guys know that COVID-19 was also um, still very prevalent. It was still new. It was happening quickly. And with anxiety, you have the shortness of breath, the foggy thoughts, uneasy, you just feel sick. And I said, I'm going to the hospital because this isn't right. I swore up and down that I had COVID-19. And so I remember I got dressed. I kissed my daughter. I said, baby, I love you. And I woke my dad up and said, Dad, I'm going to the hospital. I don't feel good. And from Aliquippa to Swickley Hospital, it's a good, like, 30 minutes. Not even 30 minutes. Like, 20-minute drive, if that. I got there in 16 minutes, and I stopped for gas. So from my house to the hospital, I felt the release of my fears. I could breathe. I could think. And I walked into the hospital. I was like, I don't need this. I don't need to go in here. I'm fine. Yeah, I was fine. But I said, no, girl, go. Go get the help that you need. That's this message. If you are in a dark space, it is so important for you to not necessarily um, self-heal, but it is so important to get help. If I hadn't walked into the hospital and talked to the doctors, I know that I would still um, be struggling with the anxiety on a different level than I am now. Now, it's minor attacks, and I have better control over it through medicine and therapy, but I just feel like with this, and grieving also, oh my my goodness, Um, with that, it's, it's so important to talk to someone and and like I know it's scary you don't want to tell everyone your business and I'm going to hit on those points in a different um in a different episode because trust me there was there's been people who I do not trust um try to gain access to me and I immediately had to block them like physically block them block them on Facebook stop replying to their text messages because they they're like they they meant what they said if you need anything let me know but the spirit behind it was not good so I had to block those types of people in this walk of healing and understanding the place that I was in I am free from everything that had held me back through talking to people everyone wants to be strong You know, as a black woman, we, quote unquote, have to be strong for the community. No, ladies, no. It is okay to be weak because when you feel weakness, you know that that's the bottom and you can only go up from there. If if you never felt weakness, how do you know that you're strong? I was so weak and I was so open and vulnerable to so many things, but I stayed focused on healing and finding peace within myself 
And my therapist is so wonderful. And I'm so thankful that I reached out to her and she actually accepted um, me as a a client. Um, She has talked with me and walked with me through this whole thing these last few months. And if it wasn't for that, seeking help, you guys, I could not function. I could not be the mom to my daughter that I am right now. I could not be the friend to people. I could not be the mentor to my mentees. I couldn't be anything but miserable. And I'm not. I stand firm in knowing that healing is taking um, place in my heart and my mind and in my spirit. And I just want it to be so contagious to others that when you see me, that you just feel renewed. Not saying like I'm like God or anything, but like I want my healing to be contagious to others, that others seek, you know, help for themselves. Ladies, it's okay, like I said before, to seek help. We have to grow into that dependent um, mindset that I'm struggling, I need someone. I feel like I'm so, they, I don't want nobody to help me type, but it is so important that um, we start to change that narrative because the more we heal and the more we seek help, the more people will feel utilized, the more people will genuinely surround you that are good for you. When you put it in the atmosphere, like I want this healing, it will come to you. I don't like the word normalize or manifest, but I just have to use it in this this situation. Um, I normalized habits, positive habits, that's waking up, breathing. We all breathe, but like, do you ask like the Lord to like breathe new life into you? I do every morning. Um, breathing, breathing techniques, journaling. Journaling is so dope. Like, I write all my thoughts. First thing in the morning, I take my anxiety pill. I make some coffee, and I sit. And I just journal every morning, and I just write my thoughts out. And I always start my entries with, I am. I am is such a powerful statement um, to start with. So it's I am. Even if I'm feeling bad, like, I am tired. I am weary. But on the flip side, I was like, all right, I am strong. I am capable. I am alive. I always focus on the things, you know, that will lift me up. And journaling has just been a wonderful, wonderful experience just to write and be creative in my writing. And taking time for yourself. Um, I'm a new mom still, even though my daughter is two. And I um, feel so deep in the identity of I'm her mom that I almost forgot myself and that I have needs like I just need time to reset I need to sit out somewhere in the sun by a river in nature somewhere and just focus on being the best me that I can be because if I'm not my best my daughter will feed off of that she will feel those ill feelings and I don't ever want her to um, feel that way and that's a connection that I wish me and my mom had. Um, when she was down, she was very mean towards us. And I never understood it. And now I understand now that when I'm in a bad space, like I do get impatient and, 
you know, less attached to my daughter and I, I can feel the disconnect with her because I push her away. But I need to um, continue on working through those feelings and realizing that, hey, you know, that's a bad space. And I say bad like a little kid. That's bad. It is a bad space. Like, you don't want that to be, you know, contagious to a child who knows nothing about what's going on. So, um, yeah, guys, I got that off my chest. There's so much more I want to say, but I'm sitting in an empty classroom just thinking about life now. Um, Thank you for listening to this small portion of my story. It's deep. It's sad. But I want you guys to know that I'm okay. And that you too can be okay. And I want to challenge you guys, if you're listening today, to sit, find a moment, to sit and reflect on your current situation. Like right now it's 11.33 a.m., How are you feeling? If you're feeling bad or ill or it's an uneasy feeling, write how to get out of it. Write the opposite. You're sad? Well, I'm happy. Speak new life into yourself. Change the language that you speak about yourself. I'm a failure? Well, change it to, I failed, but I can overcome this. Or... I'm a loner. Well, I like my alone time, but I desire to be around people. You know, start to change that language. That's my challenge for you. And I'm going to try to have a challenge um, for you guys after each podcast. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for being who you are. If you're in my life, thank you for being in my life. If you've poured into my life, I thank you. Continue to lift each other up. Continue to be beautiful. Continue to live in the moments. And have a great day. All right, guys? That's all I have. That's all I can give right now. Thanks. See you next time.